I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Hope you're doing awesome. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Guess what? I moved to Texas. Woohoo! We're part of the great state of Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. Uh, even this podcast might sound a little bit different, right? Because I'm recording from an echoey new office in the new house that we moved into down here. Uh, and it's been crazy. It's been awesome though. We're meeting lots of new friends and it's been really, really good. Um, today, what I wanted to talk about was MOP. This is another framework or acronym that I use a lot. And, uh, I have my wife with me, Ashley. How are you, Ash? I'm doing wonderful. So we're going to talk about MOP and I love frameworks. You know, if I'm going to write, uh, like copy for a new website I'm building. It's good to have like a skeleton or an outline or a framework to kind of use as a reference when you're doing that. Or if you're gonna make a video, there's a framework to it, right? Rather than just kind of going for it, these frameworks help you be more effective. And this is a general framework and it's an acronym. So MOP stands for Market, Offer, and Persuasion. So think about your company, your business. You know, a lot of times when I'm talking to people, they really don't understand how big the opportunity is for their company. So they're doing a couple hundred thousand a year in revenue and they don't realize they literally could do $10 million a year in revenue in their same market. They could have a huge market. And a good way to remember this is when you're flying in an airplane and you're coming to a new city and you look down and you start to realize because you have a new perspective, how big the market is, how much wealth there is in this country. Um, Ashley, do you remember when we went to San Diego and we went to an event that Martha Woodward was putting on and just the marina alone? I've used this example before, but describe that. I remember uh, there was like this training room where you were speaking in and behind you was all glass windows and there was just thousands of people who have their yachts and boats in San Diego. And that's just in a little teeny part of the world. And this is not just like a little average boat. No, like, they weren't rowboats. No, they were not rowboats. They were big, huge, multi-million dollar yachts. And then people pay for their yachts to be put in the San Diego Bay and then they spend all their money there. So there's a lot of wealth in the world that we sometimes... Um, we you get forget. in our yeah. You forget. You get in your head. You think that your market is just a certain way, and you get kind of down about it. But you realize that it's a pretty big market. The, the biggest uh, pushback I get when I tell people, "Well, do this type of marketing or do that type of marketing," is they always say, "Well, Josh, you don't understand. In my market, it's different. <laughs> in my market, it's like this." And there are truthful uh, things to consider with markets. Like for example, maybe you have a business that in your size is maxed out. There's another guy I worked with. We had a company in northern Michigan in a really, really, really small town, and he was doing about a half a million a year. And when you really look at the, the number of homeowners and total population, he's pretty much there. I mean, everyone in the town knew his company. They all hired all the people that wanted to hire him and could hire him, pretty much hired him. So for him, you know, he either needs satellite locations in different cities or he can launch additional services that are unrelated. 
Um, and so that's true, but generally speaking, most of you have not even come close to tapping out your market. So if you're feeling emotional, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like there's no employees, uh, it's not true. There's people everywhere. Your market's bigger than you think that it is. And I wanna encourage you to remember that. I saw a Facebook post of a Chick-fil-A and this Chick-fil-A had posted this uh, image and it said they wanted to thank the 176 brand new employees that they had just hired because they just completed their first week uh, open with this new Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Imagine trying to hire 176 people uh, for a launch, right? And then they said that no one was late and no one missed a day that first week and they're so grateful for all these rock stars that they hired. And I was cracking up reading it because, you know, it can feel like climbing Mount Everest to hire two people. Or one. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So the market's bigger than you think. Use logic, not emotion. The real question is, you know, what things are you doing that are inside your control to take advantage of the market, to, to make your message heard? You know, really big companies, no one even knows who they are. I'll give you an example. So if you think about like... Uh, uh, even use Automate Grow Sell. Automate Grow Sell has been growing and growing and growing, right? So we have the Conquer program. We have the Maps Mastery program, which is growing and growing. Um, we have about, I think we have 50,000 people on our email list or something. And, and it does millions a year in, in sales. And we do events. And we've done, we got a Guinness World Record for the Home Service Super Summit that Brandon put together. We've done some really cool stuff, right? It all started when I was in Costa Rica, actually with this podcast, and it's grown into this thing. But the reality is, is that literally no one knows about Automate Grow Sell. Literally no one. I mean, you do, right? So you're not literally no one, but when you look at the market, the one there's a million realtors in the United States. A million. It's probably more than that because they haven't checked it in a few years. That's just real estate agents. How many pest control, maid service, contractors, fence insulation, irrigation companies, deck builders, basement remodelers, garage man cave companies, epoxy plumbers. companies, plumbers, power washers, roofers, siders, HVAC. HVAC people. How many total people are there that we could reach that we could help with our message? There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of them. There's probably millions of them because we also have international reach with Automate Grossell. So the market is so big and we are such a speck that it's laughable. And sometimes people that get a little too big for their britches, they think they got something really epic going. They're doing a few million, few million in sales and they feel like they've arrived. They've also done nothing. The market is so big. The United States government defines a small business as any business that has less than 500 employees. So <laughs> if you have like 13 employees and you think you're awesome, I mean, I'm sure you are awesome. But if you have a little bit of false pride, uh, might want to reel that back. Because until you have at least 501 employees, you're still a small business, according to the government. So, okay, so back to MOP. You have the market. And by the way, the, this, act, this framework is used to assess buying a business or assess the opportunity of a company that you would buy or a company you would start. So the first thing you'd look at is the market. So do that for yourself. How big is it? Have you done demographic research? How many own uh, their home versus rent? Uh, what's the average median income? Break it down by zip code. There's tons of free tools on the internet to allow you to do that. And you'll realize you could have a multi, multi, multi-million dollar business. Second thing is, is your offer. Offer is one of the most important pieces to any company in the world. If you have a great offer, growing a business is easy. If you have an average offer, it's it's going to be average to grow the business. Irresistible offers is what makes the difference. And this comes up a lot more in uh, internet marketing. But the same thing is true for a local business. Um, if I have a bag of money 
and, I, and you believe in your heart that inside this bag, I have $10,000. If this bag is in my hand and I walk up to you and say, would you like this bag? I'd like to give you this bag. Uh, I'd only like $1,000 for it. And if you believe in your heart that I have $10,000 and I'm only asking $1,000, that's a great offer. You have no choice but to give me all of your money. You would say, please, sir, can I buy 100 bags? Can I buy unlimited amount of bags? That's because it's a great offer. And because we get caught up in the weeds with our company and we can't see the forest through the trees and we're dealing with fires and putting out things, we're stressed out and there's family issues and employee issues and all of the normal stress and anxiety that comes being a business owner, we forget. Let's look at our offer. How are we articulating value? I had a phone call with my buddy Colin today and he offers roofing now. You know, He has a, a, a company doing other things and they launch roofing and he's like, well, our prices are more than the other guys and our close rate, You know, we wanna get our close rate up. And we talked for like a half an hour just about how to present the offer. You don't need to lower your prices, you need to articulate your value better. You need to create a stack. And what it, when I say stack, it means you're stacking value. Not only, Mrs. Jones, do you get the three-step proprietary blah, blah, blah process when you buy our widget package, but you also get this, and you also get this, and you also get this. And as a bonus, luckily you called in the right month because we're actually offered to extend you this plus this bonus. And in, in addition to that, if you'll leave us a five-star review and give us a testimonial or sign a media release, we're also able to give you this and this. And that's a stack, right? Your competitors don't think like this, so they just give a quote and they walk away. And then maybe you're doing that. Maybe you're not creating a stack. Uh, with his roofing example, he was explaining to me, I asked him, you know, why are you more? You know, how do you, de is your value proposition defensible? Like, can you argue why you're better other than all the lame stuff that everybody says? Well, everybody else has bad employees and we have a great team, we have great customer service, blah, blah, blah. No, like d defend why you're more. And so he explained his process and that the, the stuff they put on the roof underneath the shingles is like five times more expensive than what almost every other roofer uses. And so I asked him, do you have a sample of that? Are you showing it to the homeowner? Can they touch it? Do you have a, a, an do you have a sample of the really crappy uh, stuff that goes on the roof that everybody else uses and then they have a sample of the stuff that you do? Is it tangible? That is creating the stack. That's enhancing your offer. So your offer is what you do, but it's, it has more to do with how you articulate and communicate what you do. So that's the O. And do you have something to pop, pop in here? You're giving me a funny half laugh look. <laughs> I just love a sexy offer. I, I buy the offer every time. When it's clearly communicated, I always do the upsell better offer. I just did it. <laughs> just the reason I'm laughing is because I just got upsold on my um, pedicure that I went and got done. They hand you a menu and I just picked the basic one. I was like, I'll just take yes, the basic. Explain in detail that whole experience. That's a really good <laughs> example for this. Go ahead. Okay, so I, I do get pedicures quite a bit, but this was the best pedicure place I'd ever been to. They did an online booking and then they called me and said, hey, we have something first available. So I like drove up there and um, they off they have like, 22 chairs and it's just like this really amazing system but then I sit down and they offer me a drink they they were like hey would you like some wine or would you like um a pop which in here is like a soda pop and I'm like yes I'll have a diet coke yes please and then they hand you a menu to pick mm -hmm. out your services they have mm -hmm. you pick pick from all of these choices and they recommended what you should get oh yeah and then i picked like a basic pedicure 
but he was like, uh, and he kind of upsold me to one that was like $3 more. Like he was like, I was like, oh, you know what? After they handed me the menu, I was like, you know what? The extra 15 minute massage on the calves does sound delicious. <laughs> I will have that. It was that. only $3 for 15 minutes of massage? Yeah, it was something like that. But then he was like, no, 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 no. If you're gonna go for that package, like if you want the awesome package, let's let's make this experience blow your mind, woman, and I will get the lava rock for 10 more bucks. I will give you a longer massage and get these hot lava rat rocks from a <laughs> volcano, and I will massage you until amazingness. And yeah. so you know what? Took it. Wonderful, most epic experience. Can't wait for people to come down here. Like I'm gonna. This is my place because they upsold me on the offer and it was worth it and I loved and, it and, and I, I enjoyed giving them my money. There you go. That's what I, I was enjoyed ask it. You. Did you feel like they they took advantage of you? Oh. Did you feel served or did you feel like they're a bunch of slimy salespeople? Oh my gosh, I loved it so much that I came home and I was like, I need to write them a review. I've talked about this pedicure for a week straight. It was the best spent money best spent ten dollar upsell i've ever had the offer was sexy and they delivered yeah, they and over delivered maybe their business isn't profitable because those prices actually seem kind of low to me but that's beside the point the point is mop the market is big figure out how big yours is think bigger okay and your offer is it might be okay but how do you make it irresistible how do you stack the value better through the way that you articulate what you do do you just name what you do? We'll wash your house. We'll we'll do this. We'll mow your lawn. Or do you break it into? Do you break out and use proprietary language? Right? Like we're the only company in the Southeast Valley that offers the 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 three step hands free lawn care full spectrum maintenance package or whatever it's called. Right? I want Pro it. Proprietary I want it. And then they're like, huh, what is that? The other quote I got didn't have a full spectrum hands-free maintenance package. What does that mean? Well, actually, I'm glad you asked Mrs. Jones. There's actually five components to it. And the part one is this. Now, this is what everybody does. This is what you expect. We mow your lawn. However, it doesn't stop there. And this is why we're superior to other companies. We cost a little tiny bit more. But let me explain what you get in exchange for that. And you get this, and you get this, and you get this, and you get this report, and you get this other thing. It's the articulation of your uh, value and stacking that value that, that creates the scenario where they feel like you're giving them $10,000 in exchange for $1,000. One time I saw a plumbing company that did this exact same thing. And when you need a plumber, like you need a plumber, right? But one of their offers was as, as simple as they promised that their butt crack wouldn't show. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please. Like I want that. <laughs> Like, and all that means is that you have to have a tighter belt, but that was a great offer because I don't want to see anybody's butt crack and I want my plumbing fixed and I would go with any plumber, but. Well, you wouldn't mind seeing my butt crack. <laughs> what? No one wins when anyone sees my butt crack for the record. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to land the plane here. Um, but the last part of the MOP acronym, market offer is persuasion. Persuasion, right? So let's say you have someone who's the most persuasive person you've ever seen in your life. For me, I would say that person is Myron Golden. Uh, I, I feel like I have strong persuasion skills. I'm a good salesperson. I can create emotion with my words, right? That gives me a big advantage when it comes to making money. But the secret to this whole thing that you need to understand is that persuasion is a learned skill. 
You can develop it. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. It is a learned skill. You will get better at it by choice, by studying it and learning it. You know, the way we use language, the order in which we explain things to people. There's, I could talk for an hour and, you know, hit me up with a message and tell me if you want me to do a deep dive on persuasion, right? But there's so much ninja stuff that goes into the choreography of how you uh, take someone across the finish line of a sale, right? From, from the way you write an email, the difference between a subject line and the body, the way that your web page should be structured, whether it's for a careers page to recruit employees or it's job copy on the job you're offering or it's just selling stuff to customers. There's a choreography. There's a good way and a better way and a best way to do all these things. Seating, pre-framing, future pacing. There's all these concepts you probably don't even know about. And if you mastered them, you'd make a lot more money. So you had you could take a, the best persuader in the world, like Myron Golden, who I watched sell ten like $3 million worth of stuff from stage in 30 minutes. That's how good this guy was. Okay, you could take him and put him in a bad market and he would struggle and possibly still fail. So the market is important, but to, to round out the podcast, I wanna encourage you that home services in general is the right place at the right time. Services are exploding. People, I, I, there's so many people I've talked to even recently, private equity is moving heavy into home services. Your companies are gonna be able to be bought for higher and higher multiples. There's consolidation happening. There's big companies because we're a service economy, right? Retail is dying, online stuff is happening, but the service economy remains strong. Facebook, Google, Amazon, all these companies are trying to create faith or marketplaces to get a piece of the service economy and no one's figured it out perfectly yet, but we're still in the early phases. Millennials don't know how to fix anything. They don't like to do anything themselves and they're starting to make money. You get to serve them. So. I know I'm talking fast. I want to uh, thank you for hanging with us here. And uh, I'll have more good stuff to come now that we're getting settled in. I appreciate you. But know that you are in the right space at the right time, the right place at the right time. You, your market is bigger than you think. Your offer is easy to tweak to make it more uh, irresistible. And persuasion, you as a salesperson with your employees uh, as a persuader and also with your customers is a learnable skill. So take care. God bless. Love you all. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault.